Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You need to know exactly where your food's coming from. It's the, the clientele that write the menu every week. Keeping your eyes open and your ear to the ground, essentially, and listening to what people are growing. The integrity, that, that provenance, that ability to not just know where something came from, but to really know the, the ins and outs of how it was raised is really important. G'day and welcome to another episode of the Capital Cookbook 3 podcast. This is the Quicksand Food Connection and my name's Stefan Postuma. Today I talk to Kurt Newman. Kurt is the head chef at Grazing Restaurant in Gundaroo. Grazing's been a Canberra favourite for a number of years, only half an hour outside the city centre. Kurt's menus always are very local produce driven and very seasonal. He's a great guy, he's always interesting to talk to and he gave us some great recipes for the Capital Cookbook 3. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Kurt. Kurt Newman, head chef at Grazing in Gundaroo. Thanks for giving us a couple of nice recipes again, Kurt. It's good no to problem. see you. Thank you. Good to see you yeah, again. Yeah. Another another time around, yeah. and I mean, three beautiful dishes we shot. Like, let's just start by talking about the dishes that we shot. The one that Tess has just devoured. Um, well, there's is, not much left of it, so <laughs> we the, might have to do it again. Delicate, beautiful, seasonal mandarin dessert. Yep. So tell us a bit about that. So as you know, with grazing, as much as possible, we try and uh, use what we have, what's available to us in season. So, um, so this dessert is definitely inspired by that. We call it Mandarin Splice on the menu. And so the idea behind it is we have a, a very uh, perfumed, rich mandarin sorbet with a Earl Grey infused ice cream. And that's separated by um, really light egg white meringue wafers. Um, and then just a really simple... Um, mandarin salad around the edge with some nice garden thyme just mm-hmm. slightly picked through that as well beautiful yeah. and it's so uh, like just to get the the perfect balance of the the tartness and the sweetness is yeah. is, is, is difficult but like a, you know an experienced chef like you but then you know once you've achieved it, it it's such a it's such a satisfying dish absolutely and, and, it, and it's got to be balanced with the you know Earl Grey tea can yeah. be quite strong if it's over steeped. So, you know, getting that right balance of the tea into the infused into the ice cream base, and and, and then getting those to match. Mm. Yep. Yeah, beautiful. Um, and yeah, as you say, like seasonality is the driving force behind, you know, dishes on the menu. Yep. Do you like when you when you when you write the menu or when you're writing a new menu for a new season? Is that where you start? You just look at what's around, look at what's in season, and that's how it all. Definitely, starts. I I have a chart at home, and uh, when I'm thinking of new dishes, I'll go to that reference that chart and look at the what's uh, coming up in the next few months. 
what's a peak yeah. and um, you know I'll have bases of ideas around it and then I'll try and integrate those seasonal fruit, vegetables, herbs, berries, whatever into the dishes yeah, and, cool. and take it from there. Do you, yep. do you sort of look at things like social media or dine at other restaurants or read cookbooks and things like that to also give you a bit of inspiration on how to work with those seasonal ingredients? Absolutely. I think um, there is so much out there and the access to it is, is, has never been easier. It's amazing, yeah. That you'd be silly that if you didn't. Yeah. Um, and not just, you know, what's in my region or, you know, in Australia, but also what's happening overseas. I mean, I love dining out. I wouldn't be in the hospitality industry if I didn't. Mm. Um, love being able to dine out with, with my family and with friends and see what other people are doing. Um, yeah, and, and definitely you draw inspiration from that, absolutely. Yeah. And also, you know, cooking at home too, you know, yeah, around it. at home and listening to the guy. The guys might come up with an idea and like, okay, well, how can we work this into something? Yeah. 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 And I think the other cool thing that this access to information about food and trends and stuff... Um, <clears throat> With techniques, you know, mm. there's constant innovation in technique, and it usually starts at the highest level. Yeah, and then with with technology becoming more accessible and stuff like that, it allows you to sort of add another add another technique into your repertoire and then use it. Yeah, in it, your menu. It, it it certainly does. Um, I think you can take it too far. Um, well, for certainly our setting, which is a country yeah. setting you know too much molecular you know chemical stuff it just doesn't have its place here so we wouldn't really look at that um but certainly in terms of you know sous vide and and vacuum sealing and those types of things definitely looking at um those secondary cuts of meat for instance you know primary cuts of meat are so expensive secondary meats aren't that cheap now either but they do require a little bit more work but having other avenues of cooking not just braising them or you know whatever Mm. um yeah it does allow you to i guess experiment a bit more yeah yeah and i think using using secondary cuts and stuff like that is something that you'd almost expect when you when you come to a place like grazing something hearty you know stuff that's cooked for a while and yeah. well and i guess that brings us on to another dish that we photographed today which was the uh the flathead yeah um you know we were, we were talking uh while the while the pictures were being taken that personally i don't see that flatheads used enough yeah you know um it's very sustainable fish it's it's local um in a, in a sense you know on the south coast mm. but you know then it's served with a braised ox tail and that's nice and rich and hearty but the delicacy of the white flesh of the of the of the flathead now we don't waste anything we take the meat from behind the wing and cure that and that that gets sous vide and served on the dish uh drizzle artichokes again something that's in season right now a little bit of puree roast artichoke oh, beautiful mm. just that rich earthy um sweet flavors mm-hmm. yep um people are definitely familiar with flathead i reckon there's a lot of canberrans that have been down the south coast and caught one or two whether it's off the boat or off the jetty or oh, wherever they're yeah, in, yeah. in abundance um and it's, it's something that I think that most people probably first and foremost are used to eating from the fish and chip shop. Yeah. They just pull the tails off a flatty and, you know, beer buttered and it's delicious. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then they might go to a place as well. Um, and again, the majority of the time you see it served, it's filleted, you know, yeah. just taken straight off the fish and, 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 and served, which has its place also. But for people that don't understand the difference between cooking a fish on the bone and off the bone. Do you want to describe, because obviously you've done it on the bone today and I love eating the whole fish or fish done on the bone. It's fantastic. So you want to tell us why? Uh, Look, I think there's a couple of elements um, 
that I had to get to to be comfortable with serving fish on the bone. One of them is that a lot of people are afraid. You know, they like to eat fish, but they don't like fish bones, mm. which is understandable. So once you can get past, I guess, your customers uh, having that sense of nervousness about eating food like that. Um, also, the other thing is uh, it's just another chance for my staff, my floor staff, to be able to be engaging with the customer mm. to say, you know, it's just the tail piece. Take the, the meat off the side, of the middle part of the bone will just fall away and there's mm. no little bits of bone. So it's just another chance for our staff to engage with the customer. And also, um, the, the fish is just that much richer yeah. for being cooked on the bone. It's more moist. It's like cooking a piece of meat on the bone. You know, it, yeah. it, it's, the, it's the bone's more dense, so it's not going to dry the meat out. Um, yeah, I just yeah. I can't say why. Yeah, exactly. Not, more places aren't doing it. Yeah, it's, I, I, I love it. And it's funny because in... You know, if you're eating Asian food or some other cuisines, you might be, you wouldn't be as, not shocked, but you, you'd be expecting, you know, whole fish or something mm. like that. Mm. And, and you're more sort of keen to sort of dive into a whole fish or something on the bone and whatever. And it's, it's good to see at a restaurant that, you know, people come to to have a long lunch or a long yep. dinner or something like yep. that. And, you know, it's, it's like you say, you just pull the, the fillets off the sides of yeah. the bone and it's, and yeah. it's, and it's there fantastic. It yep. Like the flat. And, you know, if it, it gives you more flavour and it gives you a, a complexity and a higher quality, and yeah. why not? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It, you know. Yeah. Um, so, some of the other components on that flathead dish. Yeah. Then you said uh, you cure the you cure the sort of the yeah. Area. So the 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 part of the fish, uh, I guess, behind the head and to the end of the stomach after you've gutted it. Uh, so basically, from from the stomach. Um, entrails down to the tail that's a part that you you don't have any of those really fine bones yeah. so that's the part that we roast whole so the the part of the fish above that which has got the rib cage and i guess you'd call the wing um we take that all off the bone cure that lightly with the you know garden herb salt that only takes about 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then we uh, then i roll that back together and we sous vide that to order when we're roasting the fish and uh, right. so it's just cooked perfectly opaque in the middle right, and it just flakes apart mm, that's yeah. interesting um yeah. like a, a light cure and then a soup yeah. that gives you that it's like a cooked texture but it's not quite there that's right and, yeah. and it also it's a, it's a beautiful part of the fish that you don't want to waste exactly you know, you'd just be throwing away money if you, yeah, exactly. if you weren't using it and some of the other components uh, well, we had the jerusalem artichoke roasted um a little jerusalem artichoke puree to go along with that the uh, oxtail yep. braised that gets braised overnight, shredded off the bone and then pressed. In that as well, uh, there's uh, chopped parsley and lemon zest and things like that, just to yep. give it that freshness. Um, onion rings, beer battered onion rings, which is just a bit of fun, you know. Yep. Who doesn't love onion rings? That's it. <laughs> Texture. Yep. And uh, we finished that off with with our house uh, shoe. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's a three day process to get the shoe happening, but. Yep. Um, you know, again, that just adds a little bit of richness to the dish. It is a winter dish. You know, we're in a country setting. We've got open fireplaces. Mm. You know, it's, that, that's why it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, grazing, like for me, growing up in Canberra, I've known about grazing mm. for a long time. So when, if you come out here and have lunch or have dinner, you know the, the level of sophistication of food and, and you know the place. Do you get patrons who come through and they go, oh, this looks like a nice little restaurant to stop at that might be on their way through? Oh, definitely. I'm just thinking about the reaction of people that don't know about crazy. Yeah, absolutely. There, we get a, a, a big portion of our clientele is on referral from right. people that have been here previously. And we do, 
you know, now we're, we're getting into winter, the snow, it's snowing down on the Alps. So people are travelling from Sydney down, they will stop in at grazing to have dinner on their way through or lunch on a Friday on their way through um, and equally on the way back on a Sunday. So uh, definitely people travel. We get a lot of uh, out-of-town travellers from Sydney coming down uh, just doing day trips. Mm-hmm. You know, they, can, they might be a member of car clubs. Yep. Um, yeah, and then we, obviously we have our regulars from Canberra as well and from the region and also uh, from, from Gundaroo itself. Yeah, yeah. I, love, I, I love sort of going out to a place. For me, a place like Grazing just speaks long lunch. Yeah, yeah. Like to, to sit there and then to finish dinner and yeah. sit by the, the fire with a glass of uh, wine and really just... One of, one of the Canberra region's best wines. Exactly. You know? yeah, 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 it really just sure. relaxes, is, 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 is fantastic. And... There's, there's not a huge amount of spots you can do that this close to Canberra. It's only really half an hour from the city. Half an hour, you know, people say, oh, half an hour. I was like, well, you know what, if you're living in Sydney, it's half an hour to go to the shops. Exactly. So really half an hour isn't a, isn't a lot. You're on pretty good roads. Um, in terms of the heritage of the building, you know, it's a 150-year-old-plus building. There aren't too many spots around the region that I think can boast that heritage. Uh, certainly not what grazing has in it, or at least the building has and, and its history um, so yeah I think we're pretty uniquely placed in that Definitely. sense yeah yeah and you've got a beautiful cellar door there now yeah so the, yeah so the cellar which used to be the stables but is now the cellar door uh, and of course we've got our magnificent stone room for, for functions and mm-hmm. larger group bookings and things yeah. like this yeah and you've got um you know you serve as a wedding venue as well yeah weddings and group parties um, when Tanya and I, five years ago now, we've, we've had grazing, when we took over grazing, we'd never really had, I wouldn't say a lot of experience in functions, but our core experience was in restaurants. Yep. So that, that wasn't, you know, we were quite comfortable with that. And then we've had this monster of this function room that's, you know, that's been added to the building. And, I mean, that's just seen the place explode. Yeah. Um, and, and Is that a good challenge? Absolutely, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it just adds another dynamic to everything that we do. Yeah. And it, our, our philosophy has always been that, you know, we're a restaurant first and foremost, but we're just lucky we have this great function space. Yeah. So what we do in the restaurant is what we emulate in the function space. Yeah. And I don't ever want to lose that. Yeah. Because um, my passion is obviously in the restaurant. And, yeah. And, and that goes through to the other things that we do. Um, yeah, that's great. And, and you know, if... If someone's been to grazing a few times for a meal and they see a quality of food that, you know, you'd expect that to be replicated for functions. Oh, definitely. Which, yeah. which, which is great because there are places where the restaurant and the function centre run run separately. Yeah. And, and you don't get the quality in the function centre yeah. that you see in the yeah. restaurant. I think partly the reason why we're able to achieve that is because we are running out of one kitchen. We yeah. are running with the same crew and there's, a, you know, I'm always here. So we are seeing, you know, that quality control across the board. Yeah. And it's, you know, having a great um, staff as well. I mean, I'm only one person in the whole mechanism and, and very aware that, you know, we're all a team and, and we all have an important place in the machinery. One cog breaks, the whole thing falls down. Yeah. So it's not just me, it's all the other people, you know, front of house, kitchen, pot washers, bar person, that all contribute to yeah. how the place runs. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
The last dish that we shot today was the beautiful salmon tartare. Do you want to just yep. go through a bit about what we've got going on? Yeah, here? so we've got that. It's uh, it's an ocean trout tartare. Oh, sorry, ocean trout. Yep, that's my bad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just really fresh ocean trout. Um, some love, some really soft, delicate herbs, uh, dill, uh, parsley, chives mixed in there, really finely diced uh, uh, eschalots. And then um, that's accompanied with um, an avocado uh, puree or mousse, I guess you want to say. Just straight up fresh yeah. ripe avocados, a bit of lemon juice and salt. Really light. Uh, really light. Yeah. Um, Wild caught salmon roe. Lovely big bursts of you know juicy s- sea water. Yeah. And then uh, we make our own uh, charcoal in, in brackets. Uh, <laughs> so we essentially that all we do is we get some root vegetables that um, no longer used in the garden and uh, really just roast them down until they are like carbon yeah. and uh, dry some herbs, blend all that up with some spices and then we make a dough that's a, a part of a dough that we also make and there's a little bit of squid ink in there as well, roll okay. that out like a lavosh I guess yep. and bake that off and we'll crumble it over the top Beautiful. just adds that texture. Um, it's yeah. a great texture, and it's got it's got a it's got a earthy a really earthy flavour yeah, as well, yeah. which 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 pairs really nicely. I yeah, reckon. Yeah, with the sweetness of the fish and, yeah. and that saltiness from the from the burst of the yeah, of the yeah. row. Yeah, great dish. Um, and you just hinted on there. The last thing we'll talk about is like you're you're on a on a few acres here, which is yep. great, and you've got a beautiful garden out there, and not you know. Lots of places in Canberra don't ha- don't have access to a, a, a garden the size that you guys do. But yeah. you've got you've got a beautiful garden out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah we are very fortunate um, in that respect. So, of course, it's not everything can't be pulled out of the garden that we have on site. It's just not possible. Um, we just we're just too busy for that. Yeah. However, what it does allow us to do is. Um, through through the months that are appropriate, things like our salamix has always come out of the garden, um, kale, brassicas, herbs, um, the figs and the quinces and pears and things like this. So, you know, what depending on what season is, there are things growing, currants and, and berries and things like that too. So, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Kurt, is there anything else that's happening at Grazing? We're at the Truffle Festival on now. Yeah, yeah, we're actually just finalising for tonight um, our truffle tasting menu. Yep. Uh, so that'll be going on now. I just received uh, some beautiful truffles from from Peter Marshall over at Terra Prado mm-hmm. Truffles out of Braidwood. Yeah. Um, who I regard as probably one of the best yeah. truffle operators in the region. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to be starting with those truffles uh, winter. It's always fireplaces, and it's, uh, we've got the fireside duck and pinot at the end of August, um, which is a bit of fun. We, we do uh, six courses of duck with seven different pinots, and normally our wine list is just focused on local Canberra regional wine. This gives us a chance to look at other wines from other regions, you know, international and, and, and around the country. So it gives us a chance to have a bit of fun there, and um, yeah... That's great. Well, Kurt, once again, thank you so much for these great dishes. Pleasure. It's great to be out at Grazing Shoes yeah. and photos again. Good yeah. to see you. Absolutely. Good to see you again, Stefan. Good on you. Good Cheers, luck mate. with it. Thanks for listening to my chat with Kurt Newman from Grazing Restaurant in Gundaroo. If you want to find out more about grazing, you can head to their website, grazing.com.au. And if you want more of these podcasts, you can find the whole Capital Cookbook 3 season at our website, quicksandfood.com. Just go to the podcast page. And you can also find all the podcasts on iTunes and on Stitcher. If you want to find us on social media, we're at quicksandfood on Facebook and on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again next time. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 